listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it is Friday the 16th of April 2021. This is your daily 10-minute business and news finance wrap. Uh, later what home buyers are looking for but first let's start with Google which has been found to have misled Australian consumers in a world first enforcement. The federal court made the ruling which refers to Android mobile devices used between January 2017 and December 2018. It found that users should have expected that information about their whereabouts would not have been collected or used if the location history setting was switched off. However, there was another setting labelled web and app activity, which also enabled Google to access that information and was turned on by default. For more, here is ACCC Chair Rod Sims. Today's result sends a very clear message to the digital platforms that they have to be upfront with consumers about what is actually happening with their data, how it's being used and how consumers can in fact protect their data. These are fundamental issues for uh, Australians going forward in this future digital economy. Data issues are only going to be more important. It's crucial therefore that we get some court rulings in relation to what platforms can and can't do. Rod Sims there from the AHCC and penalties will be determined at a later date. Google disagrees with the findings and says it is reviewing its options, including a possible appeal, saying it provides robust controls for location data. Well, if you are buying a home, what are the things that you're looking for? Well, the team at NAB say a survey of 330 property professionals found 86% see a study or work area as more important now to home buyers than it was pre-pandemic. Other factors to hold greater value include good local shopping, restaurants and amenities, the size of the property, buying a house over an apartment and access to good public transport. Of course, COVID-19 has likely changed the things property buyers find most valuable in a dwelling. So for more, I spoke earlier with Andy Kerr, NAB Home Ownership Executive. Andy, to what extent has COVID-19 changed home buyer preferences? We've seen a fundamental shift in what Australians are looking for in a home post the pandemic. Um, Space is the the key driver. We're seeing people look for more land, a bigger house, and in particular, uh, the the drive to the regions is is much more appealing at the minute. Um, the one thing that is the standout is the drive for a home office. I think with more people spending more time working from home, uh, what we're seeing is the need for a study uh, or, a, or a standalone working area is really uh, through the roof. It's the single biggest factor that has shifted pre and post pandemic. People are finding the, you know, working around the kitchen table, uh, working in a living room or a living area, they need to create some separation of work life and home. And in order to do that, the demand for a separate working area and office has, uh, has gone through the roof. So that's one of the key things. What are some others that home buyers are now looking out for? 
Well, certainly we've seen a shift to the regions. Uh, people with the more flexible working practices are finding that they can move further away from the city. Outer suburbs and the regions are proving a real popular draw card. Uh, in particular, as people are starting to contemplate a tree change or a sea change, you know, they're looking for areas that uh, that have a more relaxed lifestyle or early or easy access to coastal areas is certainly proving a big draw card. In Victoria, uh, areas such as the Great Ocean Road or the Mornington Peninsula, um, you know, areas such as Geelong, which have close proximity to city and coast, proving popular. New South Wales, the Central Coast has uh, has seen a lot of uh, activity. And in Queensland, we're seeing the Sunshine Coast again have uh, particular appeal. The economy's starting to reopen, right? There are more people starting to go back into the CBD to work. So as more of this continues, do you think things and these preferences will change or are they here to stay? I think we're certainly seeing a shift that's here to stay. The fact that people can work part-time in the city and, and, and then work from home uh, undoubtedly, we will see that shift stay. In terms of the trend and the impact on the CBDs, it's just a little too early to tell. I think in the next six to 12 months, we'll see how people are adapting to more time in the office. We'll see how people are uh, finding the return to the CBDs. And I think at that stage, we'll see what, what shifts and trends within CBD living and how that morphs over time at that stage. And just finally, what are they saying about housing affordability? Well, we're certainly seeing a lift in house prices, but it's it's really important to note that right now we're only just above the levels of house prices that we had in, in 2017. And so I think the, the, the house prices are definitely rising in 2020. What we are seeing in terms of affordability, access to areas, regional areas that were, uh, are much more affordable uh, than, than CBDs is, is certainly helping. Um, we're seeing apartment prices in CBDs not rising uh, in, in the way that house prices are. So there were options there. And what we're seeing is we're seeing the highest level of first home buyers than we've seen in a generation. And, and the, the combination of record low interest rates, uh, government stimulus and, and access to affordable options that probably weren't there pre the pandemic, underpinning all of that. Andy Kerr there, the NAB Home Ownership Executive from Property. Let's go to the Australian share market with the S&P ASIC 200 only up 0.1%, 7,063. We saw gains in the gold miners and real estate stocks, but falls from the banks and energy players. For more, I spoke earlier with Carl Capalingua, the market analyst at Think Markets. Carl, the market didn't do much today despite a record on Wall Street overnight. Why? Yeah, good afternoon, Ricardo. That's a, a very good question. Look, I don't think it was anything too sinister today. Perhaps a little bit of buyer fatigue setting in. We're about to close off our second week of gains. We're up about 3.3% for the last couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to close pretty close to the top of that range uh, rather than anything um, too sinister there. The Australian market... Uh, it's never one to uh, outperform or um, or knock anybody's socks off. And, uh, you know, we, we, we have over the last couple of months um, in particular underperformed the US market. Uh, but I wouldn't read too much into it today at this stage. Can we talk about the Chinese economy? Because it's rebounded strongly up a record 18.3% for the quarter year on year. Just how important to Australia is this recovery? 
Yeah, look, I mean, no, no doubt uh, China is still our largest trading partner by a long way. And um, your previous question, uh, maybe the data today probably answers a little bit of that question as well. So certainly the headline numbers looked fantastic. Um, we had some retail sales numbers. They were up 25%, industrial production up 14%. Uh, and on the face of it, it looked fantastic. But when you dug into that, that data a little bit further, uh, you start to realise that the, the numbers actually missed expectations a little. So um, a lot of the reason for some of these um, these huge numbers to the upside is, is just the, the the timing of the comparison. So we're really comparing, obviously, the uh, end of the, the March quarter to the March quarter last year when uh, we were in the midst of the COVID pandemic. Over the past couple of months, we've been talking about this rotation, right, away from growth stocks into value stocks. But many growth companies like your tech stocks have been doing well over the past few days and we saw that move as well on Wall Street over the past few days as well. So why? And is, I guess, another rotation happening right now? Yeah, look, I think it's a, a mini rotation uh, back to growth. Um, I, I don't think you could say growth really ever died. I'd certainly got put on the back burner is probably the better way to put it. Um, you know, value stocks, cyclic stocks were looking very, very cheap. So I think um, it was a very sensible thing for some of the money to flow into those sectors. We've seen prices rise significantly and the relative valuations, I guess, of um, that growth cyclical basket to growth. Um, growth isn't looking as expensive as it was. So some of that money's flowing back to growth. I don't think you can uh, ever completely bet against growth. If if we are going to have that growth um, in the global economy that I've talked about up to this point, then uh, these growth companies, as you would expect, are going to be the ones who are best placed to take advantage of that. And investors pay for growth. Uh, so we are going to see a move back into that. And look, I, I still like um, uh, some of the, the big technology names uh, locally. They are still a little bit depressed, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that they will pick up as well uh, in due course. Speaking of what you like, where are the opportunities in this current environment and how are you playing it? Yeah, look, I mean, t- I mentioned uh, te- technology and, and in terms of the, the bigger names, there's some thinking of um, Appen, um, WiseTech, Altium. I, I think it's probably still a little bit early to, to pick up some of those names just yet simply because um, I'm more of a, a, a trend follower, a, a chart watcher. Ricardo, and those trends haven't turned up, so I'm not comfortable to pick up any of those. But there are some opportunities in the smaller end of the market. Uh, Cleos Space is a very interesting one. So ticket code there is KSS. Uh, now, these guys um, have got a bunch of satellites circling the planet at the moment, spying on the RF spectrum in some very hot areas, uh, geographically speaking, and they're selling that data. Uh, it's data as a service. Um, so they're just just starting to get some revenues uh, coming in the door now. It's a very interesting one to, to, to watch. Uh, Drop Suite does uh, business cloud backups. Um, AVA um, Risk does uh, cybersecurity. Um, so there are some smaller little plays there, which I think will look very interesting in that uh, tech space. But I think the best um, place to be um, and the more opportunity um, is on off potentially in, say, basic materials. So we're talking about your resource stocks. I think Fortescue is about to turn the corner again. Um, a lot of predictions that iron ore prices were going to pull back. They haven't. And I think uh, Fortescue is doing very well. I'd buy it very well. I'd buy that just on, on a yield basis as well. Um, but some of the other uh, material stocks, um, James Hardy, I think, looks very interesting as well. So stocks that are exposed to that US economic recovery, in particular the building sector there. Uh, Breville Group looks very interesting as well. So they've got uh, major um, exposure to the US and European economies as well. So pent up uh, consumer demand uh, coming through. So, so basically looking again, uh, more growth orientated uh, areas of the market rather than the value and cyclicals. Carl Kapalinga there from Think Markets. That is SBS on the Money for this Friday, the 16th of April 2021. You can follow me at Business Ricardo on Twitter and Instagram. 
This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. (laughs) 